listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Bonus hour of Miller and Moulton, first Tuesday of March. The madness is upon us throughout the sports world, not just college hoops. Although ACC and Atlantic 10 tournaments both get underway today. Some of the bigger boy tournaments getting underway tomorrow. About a half a dozen automatic bids go out tonight in conference finals. So there is that to tune into. Four o'clock today is the deadline, whether or not a tag is going to be administered. So um, let me throw this one out there. Derek Carr's contract was four for 150. The last year is apparently 50 million, though. So it was basically three for 100. And it's two for, I think, less than seven. Seven. I thought it was 72, but okay. Okay. And and that's all the guaranteed money that's in the deal, by the way. I, the Saints can walk away after two years. They don't owe them anything. Geno Smith went for three and 105. That's 35 a year. 72 of it guaranteed. And why 72? Because if they had tagged him this year, it was 32 and change. And then the tag the next year is 39. You add it up, that's 71 and change. And so they basically, they guaranteed him the amount of money if they had tagged him twice. He gets 52 of the $105 million, by the way, in the first 12 months of the contract. But they're also, really, their guaranteed money is two years instead of three. You asked me the question yesterday, I'm going to turn it around on you. We've got Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones. I'm not putting Daniel Jones in Lamar Jackson's class. They just play the same position in which their respective teams have six hours and 57 minutes in which to work out a deal. Would you be willing to do that kind of a deal if you're the Ravens and or Giants where it's really front-loaded. Help me here first off with the Giants. Do they have cap room to do it this year? Uh, yes, they have like $50 million in cap room. It's why they don't want to tag it because then in theory that's 32 of their 50 that gets eaten up. I would be willing to make a similar offer that Geno got for Daniel Jones. So you put a lot of cash in his pocket, and you're basically committing to two years, $72 million. And everything after that is fluff. Now, I don't think Jones would sign that. Okay. But I would be willing to make that. I would be willing to put that contract. In fact, I would be willing to put something together where I have him for three years. If you're the Giants, are you willing to roll the dice? If Jones is just, you feel as if, listen, this is this is unrealistic. I don't want to end up in a situation the Tennessee Titans are in right now. They signed Tannehill to a contract when they were desperate, okay? And they overpaid him, and they structured it in such a way where it is now coming back to bite him. They needed him. He was good, 
Okay, and if you look at the skill set of Ryan Tannehill four years ago and look at the skill set of Daniel Jones now, I could argue they're similar. I'd argue Tannehill's better and more proven, but similar. See, I'm prepared if I'm the Giants to walk away from Daniel Jones. I think I can find a Daniel Jones within the next 12 months. And I think he showed me enough that I need to keep him around. I thought the elevation was at a level... And this is where we've talked about this at length. You got to look at what the Giants do here because Dayball's been through this with Josh Allen. He can look at Jones and go, I, I, I believe Dayball can look at Jones and know whether or not he's got the guy. And if they sign him to a three-year deal, then he thinks he's got the guy. Now, Lamar's a totally different animal to me because of the injury factor. They're not going to sign him. It's not happening. They're not getting a deal done because they are not going to put that type of guaranteed money in front of Lamar Jackson. There's just no way. So you and I could sit there and guesstimate as to what we do. But the fact of the matter is there's nobody that believes Baltimore is going to give him the guaranteed money that he wants. So it really comes down to what tag would you give him? Is it possible that they sign Lamar to like five for 250? but only the first two years are fully guaranteed. Well, it'd have to be the first three, I would think, David. Well, now, if you're Lamar, I might want to hit free agency sooner. Okay. Here's the other thing. I don't know if they'd be willing to do this, but I'm Lamar. I Give me the opt-out. I get to opt out of this contract two years in. Fine. You think I've got something to prove still because I've been hurt the last two years. Okay. Remember, he plays this year at 26 years of age. He'll play at 26 and 27 and in theory reach free agency at 28 if you want to play, you know, this hardball and the guaranteed money. Fine. That's fine. I get to opt out, by the way, when the guaranteed money's done. Not only do you get to opt out, I get to opt out. I'll sign it. Absolutely, I'll sign it. Because I'm with you. I ain't giving him 200 plus. It's not, ha- I mean, it's it's not no. even worth, it's it's not worth the audience even having to listen to us suppose no. that it would happen. Because no. there, there's there's basically two choices, three choices out there. Right. I think yours is the third more but, of an outlier of signing a short-term deal. But then it's which tag are you going to place Lamar Jackson on? That, but, those are the choices we're dealing with. But think of the bind that the Ravens are in. Okay, we just go by the contracts that were signed yesterday. Okay, let's forget the the top five quarterbacks contracts. Lamar and his, and he doesn't have his people. It's just Lamar. Lamar could look at him and go, well, Geno Smith just got $72 million guaranteed for the next two years. Well, then how much guaranteed should I get for the next two years? Is $100 million outrageous if he's getting seventy-two? And they'll probably, <laughs> he'd go, oh, okay, 92? I ain't taking a dime less than 92. That's 46 a year, by the way. You don't want to guarantee me years three, four, and five? That's fine. But if Geno Smith's getting 36 million a year for the next two years, I'm getting 46. I'll tell you that. And how can you argue with them? You can't. Now. I'm willing to walk away from Daniel Jones. 
are you, Mark? I'm making you the Ravens. And obviously, you're not going to walk away and get nothing. You, you'd put a tag on them and trade them. But are you willing to move on from Lamar Jackson if you're the Ravens? He's 20. I'm not. I'm not. Six. I'm not. Because not just am I moving away from Lamar, then I have told everybody I'm in a complete rebuild. I have built a team around Lamar Jackson. The whole style of offense that we run is based on how of, of our quarterback. Is there a short-term fix out there that you like and you think you're competitive with? They have an above-average offensive line, all right? They have a great tight end room. They've got a stable of running backs, although a couple of them have gotten hurt, all right? They don't have wide receivers. They don't have wide receivers, and I don't like their running back room because they've been banged up, David. Okay. And they're ready to win on defense, Okay, so like, would you then, if you're Baltimore, take your two first-round picks for Lamar, send them to Atlanta? Uh, by the way, that means you'd get the eighth pick in this year's draft. All right, but I mean, think about it. They'd have two first-round picks in this year's draft, multiple other picks that they always have. Knowing Baltimore, they could sit back at 22, and the Texas running back will fall in their hands. All right, and. Because always the top 10 player in the draft falls to the Ravens, wherever they're drafting in the 20s. And, you know, they could, who knows, draft the best wide receiver in the draft at eight, which would be a little high, but they need him. You know what I'm getting at here. Or a pass rusher. Who knows? Jalen Carter might stay on the board. They might walk away with Jalen Carter and Deshaun Robinson at eight and 22, for goodness sakes. Would be who very Ravens like. players in the draft. Would be very Ravens like right there, David. Yes. Okay, but do you then, for short term, do you go, we're going to go Baker, we're going to go Jimmy Garoppolo, okay? Because now you now you got to develop an offense. I got to I got to get three wide receivers tomorrow, and I probably need one more running back. And that's why I'm not willing to walk away from Lamar. You described all of the reasons that team is 100% built around that quarterback. Until they're not. I mean, it is. It's five guys. I mean, it is. It's. It's. They need five guys. They need one more running back. They have to replace the quarterback. They need to get three wide receivers. Remember, it's a deep draft for wide receivers. I mean, you know how the Ravens with those picks in the mid rounds—they get boom, boom, boom. They could probably get two of them. Just curious. I, if you're the Ravens, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would. I, I'm i willing to uh, – I mean, Mark, you, I love my Diva wide receivers. Oh, I know, but there's not, you're not drafting Diva wide receivers because there's not any Diva wide receivers really in this draft. You're drafting receivers that are not Diva-like, which is against your protocol. I know. It's a very disappointing draft for me. I could just draft Will Levis, though, because he is a Diva wide receiver at quarterback. My goodness. My cannon, as he refers to his arm. My cannon. That's going to go over well when he makes his way to training camp. <laughs> Will Levis, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. I'd like you to meet Will Levis. Could you guys talk to him, please? Will, I don't want to say you have an ego problem, but I thought I'd bring in somebody to humble you. Somebody who was very humble during his playing days. Here's Ray Lewis. And when he's done with you, we're going to give you Ed Reed. Right. I like it. 
21,000 is the text line, 21000. If you have any comments on where you'd go with either of these teams, talking a little Giants and a little Ravens, as they have decisions to make today with Franchise Day upon us at 4 o'clock, what are they going to do with their quarterbacks? And from the Giants' standpoint, the quarterback then leads to what do they do with the running back as well. And who else is going to get cut? I mean, if you're the Cowboys, I mean, how important is it to keep Zeke? He's 16.7 against the cap. That's not his salary, but it's his cap figure this year, 16.7. It's just like Dak. Dak's salary is not his cap figure. His cap figure is 49. I mean, think about that. What's the figure if they can they cut Zeke flat out and be done with all of it? Uh, not all of it, but a good chunk of it. And if you're Zeke, how proud are you? I mean, you willing to take backup money? Four million plus incentives? Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap today was the day when. All coming up in a little less than twenty minutes. If you missed David Sampson, if you missed Pat Kerwin, if you missed Mark Lye, well, what the hell's the matter with you? No, I'm, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Download our podcast. <laughs> FloridaSportsNetwork.com. And then ask yourself, what the wide world of sports is going on here? Hey, uh, speaking of which, just, you know, things people say. So, uh, Bookie Betts got interviewed the other day. And you know, somehow, some way, Aaron Judge came up. And he was like, yeah, I, I told uh, the Dodgers during the offseason, if they wanted to go after Judge, uh, I'd move to second base. I'm sorry, what? But you're the best right fielder in baseball. You've got the second biggest contract in baseball. You're you're going to move where? Yeah, I, you know, taking a look. We're kind of set here. We're set there. And yeah, I, I mean, to get Aaron Judge, I'd move to second. Oh, okay. I will say, once you got three hundred sixty-five million coming, go anywhere uh, you I mean, want me to go. <laughs> right. Put me wherever you want. I'll go to the bullpen for crying out loud. Where do you need me? Skip, where do you want me to play? Where do you want me to hit? Um, Just going to throw this out there now that the pitch clock, because remember, this was the end of Western civilization as we knew it. If you added a clock to baseball, the one sport that doesn't have a clock, the last thing in the world we could ever do is add a clock. Apparently, it took three days of spring training, and everybody's like, ah, this ain't so bad. So, can we revisit? Because what's what was the pitch clock meant to do besides speed up the game? Make the game more entertaining, right? People won't commit to three-plus hours, but they'll commit to two-and-a-half. And if you're going to shorten these games closer to two-and-a-half, ah, give this sport maybe a look-see. Okay, can we revisit the last two, three innings again? I mean, 
in honor of the PGA Tour, Mark, and their elevated events, if you're Major League Baseball, once we get to pick the inning, seventh or eighth inning, you get to put anybody up at the plate that you want. Okay, I, as long as you weren't getting rid of the clock, because I, I turned the microphone, I raised my shoulders, my forehead got a little wrinkled, and I was about to come at you. I, I had no idea where you were going there, and I am so happy right now that because earlier in the show, you had suggested, is the clock a good thing late in the games? And I was, I, I, I was a little nervous. I asked David Sampson, does he feel the clock will get in the way with some of the late inning drama? And he's like, no. Okay, fine. I thought it was a legitimate question to ask, though. But now, in honor of the PGA Tour and the elevated events, all right, we're Major League Baseball. We play a certain game for six, seven innings. And then in the last two innings, because you know why we're doing these elevated events? Because people want to see the stars, right? I mean, that's why the PGA Tour is doing this. If you listen to Tiger and Rory and Rom and Homa, it's because, well, people want to see us. Well, okay, Major League Baseball is the same thing, right? I mean, don't I want to see Aaron Judge hit in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings? Oh, I mean, just to take it to football, what do we get at the end of the game? We get the quarterback going down the field. What did right. we get in the Super Bowl? We got Patrick Mahomes dealing, making right. things happen, trying to win his team a Super right. Bowl. The best quarterback, exactly. the best team, here we go. NBA, we all know, take a look at the team and the players, and we all know, well, it's either this guy or this guy who's going to have it here on the possession because they're the best players. Okay. Once again, we get to the – and I'll, I'll be conservative. We'll get – we play seven innings of baseball by the old rules and what have you. Beginning in the eighth inning, okay, manager can put anybody up to the plate. Now he needs to go t- and say these are the guys that we're going to do, these three, four guys. And then, by the way, they roll over or whatever. However you have to do it because the opposing manager needs to know who's hitting. It can't come as a shock because they'll make pitching changes and whether or not to pitch to a guy or walk them or what have you. But I'm just wondering, in honor of elevated events, okay, if you're Major League Baseball, is your next step to, eh, listen, we put a clock in the sport. Why don't we change the last half hour? Can we just, I mean, I, I know where you're going, and I, and I like you advancing this. I would like to get through a season of the clock and just see if this experiment works before we start adding. Because if the games get to a, a, a decent time frame, they may not need to do anything else. The ball may be in play. We may be stealing bases. The, the game may look and feel a hell of a lot differently in a year. I understand, but how could what we are talking about make the game worse? Now, I get to see Mike Trout and Otani hit in the eighth and ninth inning every game. Can I ask, so you're just batting for in your rules, are we doing the whole lineup and we're just starting with new players, or are you just batting four players and they bat again? Oh, yeah. To me, you make – here's a, a crazier idea. Okay, we get to the seventh inning, and we reduce the lineup from nine to six. Okay, you say, here. here's our – because if you think about it, at the end of games in other sports, in hockey, what do they do? They shorten the bench at the end of the games. They try to basically go with two lines if they can in the really down the stretch of a hockey game, if they can, they certainly narrow it down to two defensive pairings in the NBA. We, we know the five guys, six tops that are going to be playing in the final six, eight minutes of a game. How crazy is it at the end of a baseball game to shorten your lineup from nine to six and post the six and go, these are the six guys and it rolls over. What if I just countered with, we go to the top of the lineup in the eighth and the ninth. 
little less radical than what you're talking about. But in the eighth inning, the ninth inning, we just start with the first batter. You start with the top of your order. Okay, and so basically if three guys or seven guys bat in the eighth, we go back to the top, top of the, of the order, order in the ninth. ninth. Fine. I'm fine with that. It's very simple. Everybody understands. Because that, that, that's Done. what I'm trying to do. I don't need a whole new lineup that sounds – and I'm not saying they couldn't pull it off, but all of a sudden the manager just walks out in the eighth and goes, here's my new lineup. No, 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 no. You set your lineup, and you know in the eighth inning that you can yeah, raise your hand fine. just like they do four pitches. No, we're going right to the top of the order. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, simple, easy to understand for everybody. Yeah, I like it. And in theory, you got to make your lineup accordingly. Absolutely. Three hours before the game there, when you're working on your lineup, you're like, well, this is who I, you know, may want in the eighth and ninth innings here. Now it means that you get a lot of, you know, Mike Trouts and Aaron Judges of the world batting either first or second. Well, in the modern game, where are these guys batting? They're batting first or second. I mean, Otani's let off before, for goodness sake. So's Judge. And certainly hitting second. I mean, it's funny how in a generation, if you go back and ever look like the great Yankees teams of the late 90s, I mean, think about it. Chuck Knobloch batted first, Derek Jeter second, Paul O'Neill third. You know, we eventually got to Bernie Williams and Posada and what have you. Nowadays, batting Derek Jeter second? Are you serious? I don't care if he's a 310 hitter. I'd either bat him first or eighth in the modern game. Can't bat this guy second. I bat Mike Trout second. I bat Otani second. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying in just a generation, that's how the game has changed. You don't have table setters anymore for the big bats three through six. No, because everybody's a big bat for crying out loud. If you're not a big bat, there's not much room for you in the game. Right. You move them up. You put the table setters at the bottom of the lineup to do what? Roll the lineup over. So I'm just, I mean, now, hey, listen, we got a clock. And apparently most people are fine with it. So I'm just throwing it out there. We don't do this, or it's obviously not going to happen right away, okay? I don't think it could happen during the CBA, which has three, four more years. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, it could, man. For jammed all this stuff without a CBA. You can, the commissioner can get in what he wants. He's proven that. If you were him, would you try this beginning next year in the minor leagues? I would. I I I'm fine with experimenting with something like that in the minor leagues and see how it works. Okay. That's in honor of the elevated tour, Mark. The PJ tour. Elevated events. Miller and Moulton. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Today was a day when and what's on tap. There are elevated events and they're next. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes till the top of the hour, 17 until we're out of here. The home stretch of Miller and Moulton on this first Tuesday of March. Thanks so much for being with us. Seth Everett on the show tomorrow. Also, uh, John Wood from uh, NBC, the Golf Channel. It was uh, Seth's birthday you. yesterday. Was it really? Huh. How about that? I almost texted him. I figured I'd wait till tomorrow to wish him a happy birthday. 
I don't think he wants to be bothered by us more than once a week. I don't think so either. Uh, Also, it was nice that the Devils not to schedule a game on his birthday. Then this way, you know, he could enjoy maybe getting, I don't know, his daughters getting him something, the wife being nice to him, you know, something. Yeah, I think he'd have preferred a Devils game. (laughs) I mean, on your birthday, would you prefer a Rangers game or no Rangers game? Well, I must admit, his kids are still at the age where, you know, the kids still like him. They want to be around him. You know, once those years are over and it's just you and the missus, oh, yeah, give me the hockey game. Okay. But, you know, when the kid still wants to, you know, get on the couch and be near dad and, you know, hey, dad, want to watch this game together? Sure, honey. Yeah, I'm, I'm. it's fun because the daughters now, you know, there's been a lot of basketball on. And so I'm getting, she knows, you know, I'm a Spartan. That's where my loyalty is for hoop. But we've had NBA games on. And out of nowhere, she told me she liked the Lakers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. I, I've got no problem with the Lakers. Well, does she like LeBron? I don't think she has an opinion. She just maybe likes the jerseys. I, I have no idea. I, I, it was unsolicited. She said, I, I, I go, who do you like? She says, I like the Lakers, Dad. She's eight. Felipe. I have no idea where it came from. Felipe, you have to remember, she's only been watching the NBA recently. She hasn't seen LeBron. Ah, because he hasn't been playing. <laughs> well played, David. Well played. It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. We start today in 1857, when baseball decides that nine innings constitutes an official game, not nine runs. Thank goodness we've been playing these games forever. Yeah, really. In 1870, the Cincinnati Red Stockings, the first professional baseball team, began an eight-month tour of the Midwest and the East. 1876, Alexander Graham Bell receives a patent for the telephone in the United States. 1887, North Carolina State University is founded. Today in 1917, the first jazz record is released on a 78 by the original Dixieland Jazz Band. Auld Lang Syne is recorded today for the first time in 1939. The first cadets graduate from flying school at Tuskegee in 1942. Today in 1962, David, a groundbreaking report, Smoking and Health, published by the British Royal College of Physicians, the first measured report to warn of the dangers of smoking. Before then, they just thought inhaling lung darts was good for you. Right. Wait, wait, there's something wrong with this? How? Wait a minute. I'm lighting it on fire, and I'm inhaling it in my body. How can this be bad? Wait, this could be bad for my lungs? Today in 1982, the NCAA tournament selection is televised live for the first time. And 82, you say? 82. Yeah. Think about how that tournament ended, too. Georgetown, Carolina. The Nashville Network begins on cable today in 1983. It had to be there. It was big in the 80s. Big. Gretzky breaks his own NHL record with his 136th assist in one season today in 1986. Tyson in 87 beats Bone Crusher Smith in 12 
to unite the WBC and WBA heavyweight boxing titles. Today in 2009, at the age of 17, Neymar makes his professional debut. And in 2011, he was no longer winning. Charlie Sheen was fired from Two and a Half Men. Franco Harris and J.R. Richard would have both been 73 years old today. Those celebrating birthdays, Lynn Swan is 71, Tommy Kramer is 68, Brian Cranston is 67, Tom Lehman 64, Yvonne Lendl and Joe Carter are both 63, Jesper Parnovic, Steve Berline, and Flipper Anderson are 58, and Jeff Kent is 54. What did I miss, David? I felt like this list was a little light today. Sunday, bloody Sunday, was today in 65, Selma, Alabama. It's where John Lewis was beaten, was just referred to as bloody Sunday. But so today was that dubious anniversary 58 years ago. By the way, Jeff Kent, whose Hall of Fame support keeps getting worse. It's the strangest thing. Certain candidates, their Hall of Fame support, like Scott Rowland in five years went from, come on, to the Hall of Fame. And Jeff Kent is going the opposite way? Have the numbers changed? War, David. Oh, that's right. War. What's it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Say it again. You've heard folks elsewhere mock Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? Waitley, Massachusetts held a special meeting or is holding a special meeting as the new owners of Club Castaway would like to reopen their strip club, but their plans are to transition the strip club to a topless marijuana dispensary. Hold on a second. We are going from a strip club and we're going to what class up the joint right i guess and go topless marijuana of what I mean, you called it a joint my guess is they'd want it you know seen as dispensary what? yeah it would i mean i've got a name for it <laughs> what's that i don't know if i can say the first word on air but it rhymes with doobies <laughs> For the bad. By the way, where is this again? Massachusetts. For the bad, we come back to the Sunshine State where a wedding in South Florida turned ugly. The video posted by Jonathan Campo, who was the DJ at the wedding and the cousin of the bride, shows a man who had had enough of the wedding. He was the... I believe the owner of the place where the wedding was held. And he pulled out his gun and told everybody to get out. It's time to leave, apparently. Pointed the gun at the DJ, the bride, the groom, several other wedding patrons. Because of noise complaints, they wanted one more song. And the owner of this place didn't want the song. He was arrested 
on several counts. wonder if they get their money back from the wedding. Well, it was just one more song. I mean, you know, he ruined your last 10 minutes, so to speak. I mean, right. don't we don't we prorate this? Wow. Finally, the ugly. We go to Popeye's. Where Belinda Miller was in the drive-thru. According to the manager, she became upset that her order did not have any biscuits. Well have to admit, it is one of the top two reasons to go. She ended up getting a biscuit, was still not satisfied, so she then drove her SUV into the Popeyes. Come on, you wanted a biscuit, they gave you a biscuit. What, you want honey with it? I mean, come on. She left after nearly hitting an employee while driving into the front doors of the Popeyes. She left, went home. Police found her at her home where the SUV had front-end damage. She was arrested and charged with aggravated assault. And that really? is the good, the bad, and the ugly on today, March the 7th, 2023. Do you really think you can just park that in front of your house? I mean, A, like nobody saw you. B, they didn't write down the license plate and make and model and all that. And what, they're not going to show up within an hour? They could be on their lunch break and still be there in an hour. I I get sometimes breaking something. I really do. Sometimes you get so angry. I haven't done it in a long time, but you just want to break something. I, I get it. Okay. But at the point where you drive your car into a building because you didn't get a biscuit that cost a buck thirty-eight seems to be a bit much to me. Really does. I mean, can't you park the car, go in, complain in person? Yell at a manager if that makes you feel better. Where's my honey? Maybe you could get a second biscuit. I mean, who doesn't love a biscuit? Well, I'm telling you, it's one of the top two reasons to be in the drive-thru at Popeye's. By the way, slightly underrated. What, Popeye's? Yeah. No, no, no. It's rated. We love that chicken from Popeye's. I'm just saying, you know, the the place that gets talked about almost exclusively is Chick-fil-A. And I, and I think that, you know, it's a solid number two is what I'm saying. I think real That's fried. I think it's a, it's underrated. I think real fried chicken lovers know the better option. It's Popeyes. Oh boy. oh boy, there's a poll question right there. There is a poll question. Uh, we used to do those NBA tonight. Orlando's at home. They're a seven point dog to Milwaukee. I had a good I week think- with those poll questions, David. They went away really. I mean, I had a good solid week. You had, you had one. Right, at 2% of the year, you, you, you were not great for uh, one week. Uh, the Knicks haven't lost since uh, Mark started doing poll questions, and they're hosting Charlotte. The TNT doubleheader, Sixers and Timberwolves, it'd be interesting to see how many Sixers play because they all played last night in a 147-143 game. And I mention it also because <laughs> jokes on TNT. Memphis at the Lakers is the nightcap. <laughs> no Ja and no LeBron. <laughs> um, I don't know why you fell asleep there. It's usually earlier in the show. Uh, when that happens, uh, 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 biggest game of the night could be in Tampa. Lightning have lost five in a row. They 
They need a win or else we re- – and they're hosting the Flyers. Right. They're minus they 315. Tonight. Yeah. They don't win tonight. You can be officially concerned about what is going on in Tampa Bay. Vegas uh, is in Florida to take on the Panthers. That's a big one for the Panthers. If they're going to make the playoffs, they got to start beating some good hockey teams, David. And listen, it's not like the Panthers haven't done well since the All-Star break. It's just that they had put themselves in a hole – and the other teams they're competing with are doing well. So they're like five points back for the final playoff spot and don't have games in hand. The two other best games of the night are probably Toronto at the Devils and Calgary, Minnesota is a key game. Calgary fighting for the last playoff spot. Minnesota for playoff positioning. There are five, Mark. Not one, not two, not three, but four, but five conference championship games tonight. One is completely meaningless. The Northeast Conference, FDU, already has the automatic bid because they're playing Mary Mack, who is in transition from D2 to D1 and can't get the bid. Here's what I don't understand. They do the same thing in women's hoops, Mark, but they allow the champion to go to the NIT in women's basketball. So, like, if Mary Mack, if this was the NAC Women's Championship, Fairly Dickinson would have the automatic spot in the tournament. We get that. But if Mary Mack won, they'd go to the NIT. The men don't do that. Like Bellerman last year, they didn't get to play in the NIT, even though they won the A-Sun. Same with Mary Mack. Unless they're the regular season conference champion, because like Bellerman wasn't. So Mary Mack's season could end tonight and end as a champion. But Western Northern Kentucky, Cleveland State for the horizon – UNC Wilmington against Charleston, who's won 30 games, and nobody has them getting in at large if they lose tonight. Bingo. For the Colonial, UNC Wilmington against Charleston. Gonzaga and St. Mary's for the West Coast Conference. They do that every year, seemingly. And North Dakota State doing it again. They upset South Dakota State. They'll play Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, a bubble team with 29 wins, but most people feel they won't get in if they don't win tonight playing for the Summit League title. So that's what's going on in a little smaller conference basketball tonight as more teams looking to punch their ticket to the dance. Florida State Georgia Tech to open up the ACC tournament tonight as well. Miller and Moulton. We'll join you for a hump day edition tomorrow. Thanks for listening.